Greetings, everyone. I just wanted to take this time to say thank you for your support of the RE Effect podcast. If you have missed any episodes, please go back, hit the play button on them and tune in. But for now, stay tuned to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the RE Effect podcast. It's your girl, Miss Jovan, and I have with me again my sister and friend, Kiana. And today we're going to talk to you about self-esteem. I like to call it the selfies because we cover (laughs) self-esteem, self-worth, self-respect, all that good stuff. So we just want to talk to you about our experience as far as how we dealt with our self-esteem, the cause of it, and where we are now with it. So I'm going to start with Kiana first. Did you or do, well, let's go dead. Did you struggle with self-esteem issues at any point in your life? Um, I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember. No, I don't. And so when I was, when I was younger, I was slimmer, like I was skinny and I had long hair. Um, and I wore glasses, but it wasn't a bad thing that I wore glasses and the school that I went to, obviously, you know, we went to city, everybody was smart. So going to a school where everybody is smart, it's okay to be smart. You know what I mean? Right. So nobody gets bullied or, you know, has any issues for, for being smart. And um, I was athletic. So I, you know, I played sports and I was into different things. So I didn't really have those kind of issues. And then when I got older and I just experimented with like cutting my hair all off and, you know, going through just a, a phase of like finding myself and I would just dress real eclectically. Nobody said anything to me because I've always had a mouth. The way that my mouth is now, <laughs> says, that's the way my mouth has always been. So you can say something to me if you want to. And I'm going to tell you how I feel. <laughs> so I didn't have Just so you all know, she's actually telling the truth. She's really being very brutally honest at this point. So for me, I struggled with self-esteem issues growing up. Um, I don't really recall growing up hearing often that I was beautiful Mm. or, you know, this is nice or that. So I never really heard... Or recall hearing positive things. Got it. So when I went to school, you know, na- it's funny how natural hair is in now mm-hmm. for black women versus before it was, you were criticized or judged on it. So I was in middle school and I recall sixth grade and this guy teased me because I didn't have a perm at the time. Okay. And it broke my heart inside mm-hmm. because, you know, imagine... You being that child in class being teased and everyone else is laughing at the mm-hmm. jokes. Yes. And kids don't understand, but not kids, let me correct that. Adults don't understand, I think, at times that kids can be very, very cruel. Yeah. And a lot of times kids don't always come home and express. At least I know I didn't. Mm-hmm. It was days and times I wouldn't even tell my mom about what happened. Why? Because I knew my mother was the type of mom that was going to go up to the school and create a big scene. And I refused to be even more embarrassed than what I already was. Mm -hmm. So I kept a lot of it to myself. Mm -hmm. And I even try to tell my kids now and tell other girls that I've mentored before. 
You don't know someone else's story. Yes. You don't know what they're struggling with at home or mm-hmm. what home is like. Mm-hmm. So be careful to think first before you open your mouth in judgment. Yes. And it wasn't that I was having any home issues or that my mom couldn't afford to get my hair done. Her rule was you're too young to get a perm. You're right. only in the sixth grade. Right. So my aunt went because she got tired of me complaining <laughs> and she went and took me to get my hair done and got mm-hmm. a perm. And I felt so beautiful because I wasn't getting teased anymore in school. Mm -hmm. And looking back on it, I'm like, I understand why my aunt did it. But I also wish she would have reinforced that I was beautiful just the way that I was. And I always had that. um, When my dad left when I was like 11, my mother has... Five sisters? Yeah, five sisters because there's seven of them. Um, And so my aunts were always around. And so all of them are chocolate. And so from when I was little, little, it was like, you chocolate, beautiful, black girl. I always felt like that. And I just nobody could tell me that my chocolate wasn't beautiful. If you told me my chocolate wasn't beautiful, who are you looking at? And see, that's the thing. Yeah. It was, it's always you had to be... The image mm-hmm. that's portrayed is you have to be a certain shade yeah. or a certain color in order to be considered beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I went through a long period of time, even when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't have something name brand, I didn't mm-hmm. think I was pretty enough or I wouldn't fit in. And I never once stopped to think, you know, beauty is on the inside right. first. So you can be the most beautiful girl in the world mm-hmm. but have the worst personality and it your personality will come forth so much that it will make you unattractive mm-hmm. and i never thought that so it would just be like okay and because i struggled with mm-hmm. my self-esteem if a guy came by i was like hey how you doing it would like brighten my day oh. you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying because it was like that attention to let me know okay you are beautiful and so even as time went on even through my marriage mm-hmm. i struggled privately so to speak with my Mm self-esteem and you know my ex-husband he didn't realize it he didn't know I never shared that with him and I used to always compare like okay I don't have this shape I don't have that shape Mm -hmm. you know is this long enough is Mm -hmm. this big enough and I just used to always compare Mm -hmm. and I think because I always compared myself to someone else it affected my self-esteem. Yeah. And in turn, it just made me feel low at times when really I should have been on cloud nine. Yeah. I didn't have it when I was younger. I really didn't. Honestly, I didn't experience it until I had my um, my first. Okay. Af- after Shiloh, because I was so big, um, I gained like 50 pounds when I was pregnant with Shiloh. And so I didn't drop the weight, you know, after I had her. And I didn't really exercise much. And I just stayed heavy that size for a while. And so, you know, my family would sometimes make comments. Not so much my family, really. More so my grandmother. She would make comments about, you know, my size. And at first I used to just internalize it. Like I would just not say anything about it. I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm bigger. Never to the point where I was depressed or anything like that. But, um... I wouldn't really address it. But then I got to the, I don't know what happened or I think, I think the trigger that happened 
probably for me was when we were like in the bathroom or something like that. And I realized that Shiloh was doing everything that I was doing. Like she was like, I want to be just like mommy. Mommy's so beautiful. And I wasn't feeling the, the most beautiful that I was because I was, my stomach was like still hanging over and I had never really had a stomach. Um, and so at that moment, I think it clicked and like, you need to change your attitude. You need to gird something up, do whatever you need to do to make sure that you show this little girl that regardless of how she looks, she's the most beautiful because she's telling you you're the most beautiful. You may not feel that way, but you need to be this for her. And I think that that might have been the moment when I got comfortable with being my heavier size mm -hmm. to the point where I would say to anybody, if somebody says something like, you know, um, you hold on a lot of that weight, they, the weight that God gave me. And it's, it's crazy because for me, you know, you look at life and society puts forth these images mm -hmm. of celebrities and, you know, models and this is what you're supposed to look like, mm -hmm. you know, and men, of course, they drool over, oh, she's beautiful because of this, mm -hmm. that, and the third. And they don't give you reality. Right. You know, did anyone ever stop to think maybe she's beautiful because she went and had plastic surgery? Right. Or maybe she's beautiful because she chooses to work out more days than what I will. Mm -hmm. Or maybe because she is beautiful because she embraces who she is mm -hmm. regardless. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think what would help children and even women is that if we were able to see more of ourselves you know, in magazines, yeah. on television, in movies, if we were able to see, oh, wow, that's someone who has natural hair just like me, or that's mm -hmm. someone who wears glasses just like me, then we would know and embrace ourselves as being beautiful. And so often, one of the things that gets me is when people make comments on social media and they put comments on pages, whether it's about children or why is her hair this way or why does she look like that? I mean, does anyone ever stop to just ask themselves, how would you feel? Yeah. You know, if someone asked you that question about your child right. or about yourself. Yeah. And, you know, growing up, I used to always say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. That is one of the biggest yeah, lies. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Grandparents and parents could have told their children back in the day. It is not true. Words do hurt. Yes. And the thing about words is that you cannot take it back. I don't care how much you apologize. That wound has already been left mm -hmm. open, you yeah. know. And for me, college life was pretty, you know, cool because at that point I was still growing into my own woman. I still would compare. Right. You know, okay. and I was like, oh, well, she looks better because she just because guys would approach her first, mm -hmm. you know. And then it wasn't until years later that I decided to say, you know what? I am beautiful just the way I am. Right. You know, my shape, my figure, mm -hmm. my hair, my size is everything and some. And yeah. that's what someone else is looking at once. Mm -hmm. That's just, I had to build that confidence in myself mm -hmm. to just recognize that I'm enough, you know, and whether the next person likes it or don't, I like it, right. you know, and 
maybe today is the day that I want to wear sweats and right. some tennis. I'm still beautiful. And if you need me to, or correction, if I want to, if I want to put on my stilettos, I can still do the same thing and still be beautiful. And so I just think it's important for people, especially women, to just understand that they are beautiful, they are bold, they are confident, and that they are enough and they are worth yeah. every thing and more and i think it all goes in hand because when your self-esteem is low you don't think you're worth it right you know and what do you think we could do as adults to encourage our children and our teenagers to recognize that they are enough that they are worth it and you know to help build their self-esteem for me it's telling them always like I will walk around, one, I'm big on affirmations, and so I put, you know, beautiful little messages around for my girls, and so, like, just randomly, you know, I write on a sticky note and put it on their desk for their computer, you know, stuff like that, Um, or I'm just talking to them, like, if if I'm talking to them or something like that, and I say something like, "Um, you are so pretty, like, and so now, in turn, they give it back to me. Like, you know, when I might be just coming in and I'm like, you look so pretty, like just from nowhere. And so I think I've kind of put that in them. But I think that women need to do the same thing. I think that so many times as women, it's difficult for you to tell somebody else that they look nice. Like, why can't you just see a pretty woman, no matter what size, big, small, fat or whatever, and just be like, girl, you are beautiful today. Like you are wearing that outfit. Like compliment people tell them that they look nice and I think that that's so difficult for people um to do and that's the reason why some people do suffer with self-esteem issues because they may not get get it from people that they know but when a stranger compliments you out of nowhere just says nothing when you may be having a moment and they don't know about your moment that does something to your spirit. It does something to you. And so if we did that as a people, just go around and make sure, you know, tell somebody when they look nice. Say something nice to somebody for no reason or anything like that. And don't put a stipulation on it. Um, You know, uh, you look you look good with that. You know, now that you're working out, why do I have to look good? Because I'm working out. Like I think, too, and you brought up a very good point. I think we lost that idea that it's okay to say, you know what? I like the way you have your hair Mm -hmm. or I like that outfit. And I think we've become closed minded to it because it was this big fear as far as homophobia, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, if she say that, then that means she's trying to talk to me. No, it just means that she could very well just like your outfit or Mm -hmm. like your hair. And there's nothing wrong with that. And for me, I, what I did was, uh, I think it was last year or year before last, year before last, I wrote each one of my girls a letter for Christmas. Okay. And in that letter, I just poured out to them how beautiful they were, Mm -hmm. how important they are, how amazing. I tried to pick every positive adjective that I could find and put into that letter. Mm -hmm. And even though I gave it to them on Christmas and they read it, and it may not have meant much to them then. Right. But what I did was I bought them each a uh, photo album. Okay. And I put the letter inside the photo album. And I told them that as they grow older, I don't care if they're 50 or 60, 
they will have that as long as they keep it and they're able to go back to it. I remember my yeah. mom wrote me a letter when I was an infant. I still have that letter still to this day mm-hmm. in a photo album. And every now and then I'll go back and I read it, you know, and it's just important. I have seen kids with cuts on their arms yeah, because they're being bullied yeah, and they don't want to say anything to anyone. So I just think it's so important for us to just, you know, give light to people because yes. you never know when you're giving light that you're really lighting up a dark place. Yep. And a lot of times we walk around, you know, for me, I was married mm-hmm. and he had no idea right. all those years that I struggled with my self-esteem. Yeah. Never in a million years understood why. Never did I tell him because I had a fear of he would look at me a different way yeah. or from a different perspective. So, you know, of course, like you said, having a child, weight changing, mm-hmm. you no longer have that high school shape. <laughs> so it's like, how do I get this off? And I remember um, when I was pregnant with my first child, I remember my grandfather, I, I was a I had cravings for hot dogs, grilled hot dogs. And I remember he said to me, you keep eating all those hot dogs, you will be big as a house. Exactly. You know, and I think, I don't think people realize what they say and the power of their words. Yeah. You know, the good book says the power of life and death is in our tongue. Yeah. And, you know, what you speak you pretty much, you allow it to come to pass. Yeah. So I, and that's another thing I had to change my talk. Right. You know, and I didn't, it took me years to get there, but I had to learn to change my talk. Yeah. So I can get in the mirror and like, mm, girl, you look good. Mm-hmm. You know, I walk around the house and I'll dress my kids sometimes. Yes. Beautiful. Or you look so beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I love your hair like that. Mm-hmm. And one of my daughters is going through that puberty stage. So she's mm-hmm. dealing with acne. And she's like, mom, this got to come off. I said, it's a process in life that we all have to go through. It doesn't define who you are. Mm -hmm. It enhances your beauty, really. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just, I don't get it. It's just so many people out there that struggle privately. Right. With their self-esteem and, you know, their self-worth. And then I've also seen some women who had great self-esteem. And then have a relationship that doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And then they you lose yourself right. in that process. And then you begin to struggle with your self-esteem. Because you, in your mind, you're thinking what that person said to me is who I am. Right. So I think we need to get to a place where, like you said, get to a back to that place where you can yeah. see someone and give them a compliment. Yeah. And not be so quick to be offensive, mm-hmm. you know. And if you want to give a genuine compliment... Yes. Make it genuine just, and keep it yeah, moving. <laughs> that too. And I think that also people need to um, not be afraid to express your feelings. Yes. Um, because I think that your feelings, how you're feeling actually about yourself, about anything, have a direct effect on how you feel about yourself. Um, and so that is something that you learn. It's funny because... The youngest is in kindergarten, and so this week they were talking about feelings, and that whole thing of feelings. Afterwards, you know, I had a conversation with a nice. I'm like, "How do you feel?" And so he every day I ask her, "Like, how do you feel today?" Because I want to know because how she feels will let me know if she's having any issues. And I think that growing up, 
I don't ever remember being asked, you know, like how I feel. Because you were considered a child and you weren't, right. your voice, so to speak, was like, you're not entitled to have feelings. Exactly. Stay in a child's place. Exactly. But, and while I never suffered with the self-esteem thing when I was younger, I can see how if, if I wasn't the way that I was, or if I wasn't, you know, around other people, if I had had self-esteem issues, for somebody not to ask me how I felt will probably further it and make it a deeper issue. I have noticed um, with a lot of the things that's been going on in our world today with, you know, the police brutality, the racial injustice, and just everything that's going on, the crime in different parts of the country and throughout our world, I have noticed now um, with schools, you know, teachers asking the children, you know, how are you feeling today? Yeah. You know, what's going on? What's in your thoughts? You know, what are you processing right now? And I think that, like you said, it's very important because sometimes children don't always feel comfortable with letting someone at home know mm-hmm. how they feel. Mm-hmm. And there are some kids who feel more comfortable discussing it with their teacher, right. you know, or discussing it with their friend's parents. Mm-hmm. And it's just important to be able to hear our children out to have a better understanding of their emotion. Because like you said, it can tell you maybe a lot more that you probably already didn't know. Mm-hmm. And it's so many kids out here that deal with mental health issues and some of them stem from low self-esteem, right. you know, and not having that level of respect for yourself. You know, when you do, when you have a low self-esteem, you tend to lack self-respect mm-hmm. and then you allow yourself to deal with any and everything because you don't feel like you're worth dealing with any, you know, anything better. Mm-hmm. So you tolerate a lot of things, right. you put up with a lot of things. And I think it's important for parents to instill in their children their value and their worth, you know, at a young age. So as time go on, they won't, it it won't matter what anyone else says. Like you said, you know, people, people could say anything to you, but it didn't matter because you had strong people in your life who loved you. Right. And who made it, made sure you knew that you were loved Mm -hmm. and you are loved. So I think it's important. And I think also we just live in different times. We do. And we live... The unfortunate part is that I feel like now it's a harsher time. Like now people are brutal for no reason. They're brutal on social media and stuff like that to people that you don't even know. Like, why do you feel like you have the right to look at somebody's picture and be like, that this picture is disgusting. Like, why would you put this picture up there? You look all fat in it. Why do you feel like you have the right to do that? Like so many people feel like they have the right to be rude, crude, or mean to other people for no apparent reason now. And they maybe they felt that way before when we were younger, but I just feel like now it is so bold and so ruthless. Sometimes the things that people say to other people, because I don't experience it much, but um, I'm like, they had the audacity to say that out their mouth? Like, yeah. it's shocking. There are times when I see comments on social media and I'm I'm just left speechless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, did that really happen? Did they really type that? But times are different. Mm-hmm. You know, before we didn't have Facebook, Instagram, right. you know, all those other fancy social media things. It was more, you saw the person. You had more of a 
contact, physical contact to see the person. Now it's done, you know, where anyone and everyone can put things out there. And it would just be nice if people would just say, like I've said before, just consider someone else's feelings. How would you feel if someone said that to your mother or your father or your sibling or your child? You know, just consider it took a lot for that woman to do her hair the way it was right. and to right. get enough courage to get into that dress, to take that picture right. and to build that confidence up enough to post it. Mm-hmm. Not for your life necessarily, but because they were that confident. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other thing too, where on social media, people build their esteem up off of how many likes. Right. And that's the problem. So much is built off of a social media image when it's not, sometimes that's really not real. Like your Instagram and your Facebook, for a lot of people, that's not the real reality. Like... And that's a problem. And I think that 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 is a huge issue. And why so many children sometimes suffer with that, the self-esteem issues now, is because, just like you said, my picture only got, like, two likes. That's one of the biggest reasons why I won't allow my kids to have a social media page. Oh, I agree with you. Because, first of all, teenagers, with social media to me, equals drama. Mm -hmm. Um, Unnecessary drama. And I don't want them to get caught up and so many different things that is out there. Um, social media has its pros, but it's all, it also has its cons. And right. that's like with anything in life. I just feel like we need to empower each other more, especially us as women. Yeah. Because we are very, very strong. And we really make a lot of things happen. Mm-hmm. And we are better together when we're working together. So I think it's important for us to say, oh, you know, I like your hair. Or you know what? You're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, just simply telling somebody good morning yep. goes a long way because you never know, you know, what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And it may very well be your good morning that just may actually give a person enough strength to say, I'm worth living. I'm yeah. worth, you know, someone treating me right. More importantly, I'm worth treating myself right. Yeah. So I just think it's important. Self-esteem and self-worth and self-respect, the selfies, as I like to call them, it's a very deep conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough conversation to have. But ladies, especially what I want you ladies to do, and even gentlemen, look at yourself in the mirror. And when you look at yourself, just say, I am enough. I am enough just the way that I am. And if it's something that you want to change about yourself, such as your weight, do that because that's what you choose to do. Because if you're doing it for all the wrong reasons, it's not going to work in the long run. You know, I've been on this kick now where I'm like, I want to, you know, be more healthier. And not because they said I look like this in a picture or I just do it because I want to be able to say I want to live a longer, healthier life, you know. And if you want to wear your wigs, wear your wigs. If you want to go natural, go natural. If you want to be bald, be bald. But whatever it is, make sure you do enough to be you. So that's my word for this week. Just know that you are enough. You are enough and you're worth fighting for. You are victorious. You are beautiful. You are strong. Look at yourself in the mirror and just start speaking affirmations over yourself and to yourself. And even if you have children, speak those affirmations to your children because they're going to grow up with that same mindset, whatever it is that you pour into them. So if you pour a positive mindset into them, 
like Kiana does with her children, they in turn will give that back to you and they'll be on the right track. So I just think we need to encourage each other more, lift each other up. And Kiana, I think you're beautiful just the way you are. You're beautiful too, Sam. So thank you. Stay tuned next week for the REFact podcast.